if you don't have great employees to get you through this tough time, uh, then you're going to have a really difficult time surviving a recession. So my advice would be to focus on both. And just as you would as a business looking at your Google reviews or your Yelp or Amazon reviews, wherever it is that you do business, being aware and also putting some effort into the equivalent company review sites. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of While We Were Working. While We Were Working is the weekly podcast for you as a small business leader or leader of a small team to help you lead people better and stay out of trouble. As always, I'm Joy Price, uh, founder of Jumpstart HR and one of the hosts here at While We Were Working. And I'm super thrilled to have, as always, Summer Keetron, our consulting practice manager, joining us again for another exciting episode. Say hey, Summer. Hey, everyone. Hey, Joey. Welcome to the show. We've got a wonderful array of topics that we're going to cover today, so make sure you stick around. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Those topics, for those of you who are itching to figure out what they are, we are going to cover an entrepreneur.com article about the new strategies helping small businesses survive and thrive during recessions. And we're going to tackle a letter of uh, a startup founder asking, how do I know if I can afford to hire someone? So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into while we were working. This week's article was an entrepreneur.com. It was an article uh, titled The New Strategies Helping Small Businesses Survive and Thrive During Recessions. I know that's something that's on everybody's mind. And Joey, you and I have had some conversations over, gosh, the past few years about what it's like to start a business uh, during a recession and lessons learned. So I think this is going to be a great topic that everyone will want to stick around for. Yeah, especially, you know, there's there's a few people who are tuning into this, um, definitely business leaders who are leading in the small business space. But also people who might be interested in starting their own business one day and maybe they've been uh, a little hesitant because we've had this economic downturn. Uh, But as someone who foolishly or otherwise uh, started a business uh, in the last recession, I could tell you that starting a business and running a business, if you can thrive in a recession, if you can grow in a a recession, if you can be resilient in a recession, uh, it can prepare you for when things are uh, much better in our economy. So um, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts from the article, and I'll share some thoughts from the article too, as well as just some kind of uh, soapbox musings about uh, what it takes to uh, to thrive in uh, economic downturn. I thought you'd like this topic, Joey, and that you'd have a lot to add from your experience. This article specifically talks about small businesses, um, specifically those that 
um, may be considering becoming a third-party seller on enterprise marketplaces. So to me, that says, you know, somebody who has some sort of product and maybe they're not on, say, Amazon, but they're now considering that. Well, I recognize it doesn't apply to most of our listeners, but I think the takeaways in this article are definitely applicable to a wide variety of businesses. And there's three key points that I think we should talk about. And the first is making sure that whatever it is that you sell, that you're covering a range of price points. And Joey, we've had very similar conversations internally in regards to our service offerings and price points. So um, maybe you can kind of kick us off in terms of uh, considerations and what other businesses might want to be thinking about during this time and uh, some of your lessons learned. Yeah, so we've been in a fortunate position to have uh, conservative steady growth uh, year over year, even the, the COVID years um, have been kind to our business as we support those who are uh, maybe growing or those who are uh, looking to reimagine how they're uh, serving their, their team and uh, navigating the challenging waters of, of economic downturn. But one of the things that I uh, am conscious about is just listening to the customer and what they're, they truly want. Uh, so, you know, we're in a service business and we have packages, we have plans, we have pricing, we have all of these things that are uh, native to us that we can recite uh, like like with our eyes closed. But in the customer's mind, you know, they bring their own unique challenges and their own unique um, concerns for what they need done in their business. And so a rule of thumb for me has just been, you know, listen to the customer. See if there's a way where your services uh, or products overlap with their need. And if they're painting a more abstract picture, find a way to meet them where they are. And that way you're able to uh, create a service offering or a product offering that makes sense for your team and the way that you work, but also allows you to uh, co-create a solution with your uh, potential customer. So being uh, sensitive to the needs of your customers is incredibly important. Um, and then another tip that I might give is uh, just to, you know, um, think about what all the, all of the factors that are around you in this uh, economic downturn and how other businesses are um, pivoting whether it's in your industry or in industries that you admire or people who serve customers similar to you, uh, you want to make sure that you aren't left behind uh, if the markets are shifting and maybe instead of uh, annual contracts, they're going to monthly or instead of, you know, big ticket items, it's smaller piecemeal, you know, listen Mm -hmm. to what the market is telling you and, and you should, you should, weather the storm a little bit, a bit better. I appreciate you mentioning that. And to share a little bit in addition uh, to what, what you've already shared, Joey, I think it would be great to give a specific example of where, you know, we've seen this brought to life where in, uh, in Jumpstart, we have many customers on a subscription model. And that is like a fractional HR 
um, strategic partner. But we recognize that that may be out of budget for a very small business who's just starting out. And as we started to talk to these uh, these customers, they were saying, gosh, you know, I'd love to continue working with you. Uh, we've already kind of checked off the major initiatives right now. And so what can that look like? And I think early on, we didn't really have an answer, but we knew that there was this need. And so out of it came uh, what we consider like flat rate projects now. So it's not that ongoing subscription, but we identify what their needs are. It's typically a lower price point. Um, it's you know here and there as opposed to ongoing and i think we do continue to evolve that as well um, for some product offerings that we have releasing here really soon that is again serving the need of a different price point and those weren't things that we had several years ago so i think continuing to evolve and as you said listen to you know what what your customers are asking for and finding a way to meet their need is super important now more than ever. Yeah, I, I love that word, uh, evolution, Summer. I, I think that really encapsulates uh, these past couple of years for us here as we sought to build a bridge between the uh, services that the market needs and the services that, that we provide today uh, and wanting to be authentic in our mission of helping more people get more excited about Monday than they are about Friday. Uh, so, so yes, I love this evolution. Um, you had mentioned something about evolving that made me think about, you know, um, maybe people are in, in season, have businesses that are seasonal, right? Where, or they work in a certain industry. So for example, there's a, there's a, a, a kid in my neighborhood who does pressure washing of uh, sidewalks, houses, you name it. Um, but in the wintertime, he pivots and hangs Christmas tree lights, right? So it's like people aren't getting pressure washing on their houses when it's 30 degrees outside. But if you want to take your business from seasonal to being sustaining, you've got to figure out what services can you offer to a customer that will meet the need that they have in that moment. And so really, you know, you nailed it with, with evolution and just, just being top of mind for what the, the customer's needs are. Now, speaking of customers, the second point in this article speaks to prioritizing customer satisfaction. And we take a ton of pride in our client retention. And I think you can't overlook you can't overlook the importance of re like retention. We know it's so much harder to go out and get a new customer than it is to keep those that you have happy. And so not, not getting too comfortable during this time and making sure that, you know, while we're having to focus on, you know, creating new products at different price points that we're also giving our current clients all of the TLC that, they've come to love they need and they deserve yeah it's it's really about um what i say in our in our team meetings about having a, a frictionless experience so making it easy to uh to to onboard making it easy to pay an invoice making it easy to uh ask for services and have them fulfilled you know it's really 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 about making it 
a delight to to be a business partner because uh, the opposite of that is you develop being a bad reputation of being a bad business partner. So even when you think you have it down, I would argue that it's worth just looking a little bit further to see how you can make it even more frictionless. Um, that matters so much when you're talking about uh, economic downturns and how do you make it easy to do business with you and easy to stay um, a partner for companies that are navigating these uh, these changes. Now, I just thought of something as as you were talking through that, Joey, because you know right now we're talking about retention of customers, but on many of our episodes, when we talk about retention, we're talking about employees. And I think that it's important not to overlook the importance of both, uh, but in this article on entrepreneur, in this section of like prioritizing customer satisfaction, it talks a little bit more about ratings, right? So like if you're a seller, um, how like boosting your ratings and having positive ratings will help you have a sustainable business. And I think about the same on the employee side, because if you don't have great employees to get you through this tough time, uh, then you're going to have a really difficult time surviving a recession. So my advice would be to focus on both. And just as you would as a business looking at your Google reviews or your Yelp or Amazon reviews, wherever it is that you do business, being aware and also putting some effort into the equivalent company review sites is also important because we know your future employees are going to go out there and look at whether this is a great place to work. So I think it's important to pay attention to both. Yeah. And, and Summer, we wouldn't be in uh, HR podcast if we didn't cover the HR angle of this thing. So I, I love that you you guided us here. You're right. You're right. The employee experience matters just as much as the customer experience. And I'd argue that if you have a good cust uh, if you have a good employee experience, that should pass through to a good customer experience. And uh, maybe you're small, maybe you don't have the reviews on um, like a Glassdoor or an Indeed or uh, a Yelp or wherever the case may be. Uh, I would argue that it is super important to, at the very least, have a good reputation amongst your team. And even if it's just, you know, how people talk about you and your business when you're not in the room. Start there, uh, and then that can um, that can snowball into uh, a better online footprint, better online reputation. And when people are interviewing, you'll hear people overflowing with, "Oh, I love to work here, and here's why." And it will it'll show. It'll truly show. So it absolutely does. And the last topic in this article uh, to cover is diversifying the opportunity. And this is something we've explored quite a bit in the recent year. And so it's very timely to be talking about it. And in the article, it essentially talks about, again, kind of going back to uh, selling on enterprise platforms, but it's a very universal concept is if you have a service or product that you're currently offering, to be thinking about once you have whatever that is, 
running well, like a well-oiled machine, that you're thinking about what other products or services can I now offer either alongside on these same platforms or can I now gain efficiencies from? So once you've identified what that opportunity is, you know, to sell that service or product to always be thinking about how do I diversify this? Because let's say that that one that one item is really popular based off of you know a trend or maybe something that's happening in the world you can't put all of your eggs in that basket so to make sure that you know as you kind of have these natural ebbs and flow for demand that you're setting yourself up for success um, similar to what you would do with your finances really yep i i agree i agree couldn't agree more so uh Long story short, navigating business can be challenging on the best days. Uh, it's incredibly challenging on the worst days and the worst economic seasons. We're not out of the weeds yet, um, but I argue if you are looking to start business, uh, go for it as well as uh, you know, follow these tips that are in the, the article as well as uh, our commentary to help you navigate the road ahead. And if you're already in business and you're looking for some fresh tips, definitely come back to this and uh, be accountable to some of the information that's shared in the uh, article as well as our tips. So we'll drop that in the show notes for you to take a look at whenever you want. Uh, speaking of growing your team and navigating if you don't know, you, now you know, we've got a really awesome uh, recruiting team over here at Jumpstart, and uh, we'll help you hire your next talent that can help you navigate uh, these economic downturns, these recessions, all of these, these bad things. Um, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com. Not only do we do the recruiting, uh, but we'll write the job descriptions. We have uh, data and intel to help you pinpoint appropriate salaries, uh, top job skills, uh, and so much more uh, with our recruiting analytics tool. And uh, yes, if you're looking for a partner that will help take your hiring to the next level, reach out to us today. Uh, speaking of hiring, we'll go ahead and jump into Consultants Corner. I'm going to pivot just a bit because I think that this is fun. So, uh, and Summer doesn't even know we're, we're going to do this, but uh, we were talking before the show about some, some fresh ideas of uh, the show. And uh, one thing I want to play with is uh, I'm a music fan. Summer, are you a music fan? I am a music fan. Okay, cool. So, so what we'll start doing, um, we'll see how long it lasts. But um, I had this idea based on this talk that I did at Paycor. Uh, to take our Consultants Corner question and turn it into a song by a particular artist. And so this week, uh, since we as a team saw Earth, Wind & Fire in concert, I figured, hey, let's go to ChatGPT and create a song in the style of Earth, Wind & Fire that helps us answer the question uh, of, of the day. So here's the pre-chorus and the chorus. Summer, can you guess what the question is that we're, that we're solving? So it goes, oh, we can't hire too early, can't hire too late. Gotta feel the rhythm, let it dictate. 
struggling with decision under so much weight, need to find the balance before it's too late. We're asking, when's the time to grow? We're wondering, how will we know? Don't want to rush, don't want too slow, just like the earth, wind, and fire flow. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very entertaining. So it sounds like we're talking about when do we hire someone or when is the right time to hire someone or can I afford to hire someone? That's it. That's it. Our consulting corner question is how do we know it's the right time to hire our next employee? So not only do you get a fun song out of it, but you're going to get some tips. So Summer, what are your thoughts on this topic? Well, it's it's a difficult one because I think it's so different for every business. You know, I think I always first, I always trust my gut. I know we've talked about that before, but I always ask myself when I'm faced with, you know, any difficult decision, how does it, how does this feel or how might this feel on the other side? And so when I'm talking with small business owners and they're asking the same question to me, you know, we're kind of talking through what are, what are opportunities that may have been missed or lost? because they're only one person and they can't possibly do everything themselves. And so starting to quantify like what those missed opportunities are, not to mention the aspects that you really can't put a price tag on. You know, if you've got a business owner who's working 70, 80 hours a week, not only is their health going to suffer, but you know, their, their family and friends are going to suffer too. So I think there's kind of that first like gut and personal check and then starting to pick through how much is it going to cost to hire somebody versus what are some of those missed opportunities or opportunities that could be gained by freeing up some time and having that person on your team. Yeah. Yeah. There's the opportunity cost of not making that investment. And so, uh, I mean, I am uh, again. Just this is one of those examples from the from the recession and, and how to grow. You have to invest in your team and the potential of your team. And if you find that you are uh, time bound or you can't be in all places or in all rooms and do, wearing all hats, uh, you've got to you've got to pull the trigger on bringing someone on board who can help. Uh, the business operations continue to grow, and so we've we've done just that over the over the years, and it's it's worked out. I mean, do we do we get hiring you know right all the time? No, I think you know there's um various reasons of why thing people stay and work out and are awesome, um, and then various reasons why there may not be a good fit. Um, but the reality is is uh. If you're doing your due diligence and you feel good about the hire and you can justify why you need that hire in the first place um, and, and make that a value that we believe that this this opportunity is important, um, that puts you on the course of finding the right person. And if it doesn't work out, going back out there and finding the next person. 
Well, I know it's such a common challenge, uh, especially for the very small business owner who maybe, you know, started out doing everything themselves. And it's not uncommon that, you know, then they hire a family member, a close friend to be their first employee. And, you know, that's very different than actually going into the market and hiring somebody, you know, who's unknown. So I, I do think that it's important to identify you know, exactly what you're looking for and making sure that there's both that skill fit as well as the personality fit that you described because it can be very expensive. And speaking of expenses from an actual budget standpoint, we can't ignore that. That's a huge factor for a small business as well. And if uh, we have folks that are listening who are curious how to do some, you know, kind of quick back of the envelope math on like, well, how much does it cost to hire somebody? I think, you know, here are some some quick tips uh, that you'll want to take away. Of course, first, looking at your finances and determining, like, well, what is your budget, first of all? And then um, making note of the wage that you intend to offer for this individual. Uh, there's a ton of information. Uh, out on the web. Uh, we also do uh, salary research, have intel um, that we help our clients with. But you would take essentially um, the total wages um, in addition to FICA, um, which is essentially that gross wage, um, and you would have an employer responsibility for about 7.65% plus FUTA, um, which is a tax employer tax as well. And that 6% of each employee's first $7,000 in wages. You'd add to that, of course, any benefits that you might want to offer to your team. So these, um, you know, in most cases are optional with the exception of a couple states that have required benefits. And then things like your payroll expense, how much, it, how much is it costing you to actually uh, process and run payroll, workers comp expense, um, and those are like the basics. So if you start to write all of those down and you add them up um, on an annual basis, you can get a pretty good estimate on what that cost for that team member would look like um, and make a better, well-informed decision if you can afford to hire someone. And all of those numbers are, they should be within the context of, um, can your business support the new hire and um, have some, some idea or thought to, uh, in what ways will a, a new hire um, either generate revenue or uh, free up your time so that you uh, have time for other aspects of the business um, and, and so and so on. So you've got to, it's got to make a, a financial sense, but summer um, full-time isn't the only way to hire uh, or to bring on folks to your team. Could you talk a little bit about some of the other alternatives to bringing on a full-time person? Sure. I, I think there's quite a few here. And, and one that I sometimes hear after I've, after I've talked to business owner about, you know, those numbers that I just shared, I hear, well, I'll just hire them as a consultant and then, or 1099 contractor. And I don't have to worry about paying all of these taxes and benefits. And on the surface, that might sound like a really fantastic way to save money. But uh, I, throw up a red flag here because there's um, quite a few hurdles, some that are higher in some states than others. 
that have to be clear that you have to pass certain tests in order to hire somebody in that type of relationship. So I just kind of caution if that's something that you're considering that you ensure that the individual, the position actually meets the requirements, but you could hire somebody part-time as well. And that could help with all of those numbers that we discussed. Or you could also hire somebody through an agency. So let's say uh, you wanted to have somebody on staff, but you didn't want really any of the res like employer responsibilities, you could hire them. Um, I call it payrolling through another company. So there's payrolling, uh, staffing agencies, PEOs, um, a lot of different arrangements where the individual working for you isn't technically your employee on paper. It is another company's responsibility, but they're on assignment in your organization. Yep. And quick plug here, because uh, I, I know we've got to wind the show, but we're actually doing an event uh, on May 18th called Whole Self Thursdays, uh, creating a successful internship program. So uh, if, if you're hiring, but you aren't looking for full-time, aren't looking for part-time contractor, maybe internships are something that you could explore. And so uh, we'll drop a link for you to register for that. It's totally free. If you're looking to hire, maybe that's a good pathway too. Um, I know we're running out of time, um, but do you have any parting thoughts you want to share, Summer, about this topic? Um, well, I thought it was a great one and I appreciate um, our audience for continuing to submit really great questions. And, you know, we look to answer any and all questions, big and small. So I think that's it for today's show. Um, but I appreciate everybody sticking around and look forward to seeing everybody here next week. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of While We Were Working. If you liked it, go ahead and give us a five-star review, share it on social, make sure you're subscribed, and we have a full catalog of shows from the past that you can check out on various HR topics. So we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and coworkers. And as always, you can find more info and additional resources at whilewewereworking.com. We